0: hello and welcome back to another episode of the world's passion we are your hosts justin
1: and this is nick oh my gosh it's been I a while It was gonna work <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's been a few weeks since our last episode but we're back
1: oh yeah we had a nice break uh a much-needed break for both of us uh you know, just to clear our heads and start things fresh. And uh honestly, what a better way to start than with our third episode of The World's Passion. There's been a lot going on in the
0: soccer world, Nick. We have a oh, lot yeah. to talk today, about.
1: Today was a big day. uh Obviously, with the Ballon d'Or and all those other awards. But we're going to... We're gonna get to that in a little bit. Um, perhaps we're, we're supposed to have a uh, special guest today so uh that should be very interesting. I'm looking this forward to that.
0: This special guest will be boxed um, through our list of followers.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. but uh what'd you do over Thanksgiving break? you go anywhere? Hmm.
0: <laughs> nope. nope. Did you go
1: anywhere? I went to Pennsylvania. Uh, I was staying with my buddy there, so it was pretty eventful. Had a good time. Good to see him. I haven't seen him in a while, so.
0: That's good to hear, Nick.
1: Yep. But, uh,. I mean, we can take off where we usually take off, uh, just talking about the different leagues.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. We can start with the Premier League.
1: Or you want to start with League One and all of them first, and then we'll save the Premier League for the last because we we have a lot to – there's some new things in the Premier League that we can definitely touch base on that I'm sure people are, you know – Anxious yeah, to hear them.
0: Yeah, we can start with League 1.
1: So, the good and old exciting League 1.
0: Probably one of the worst top leagues in the in the world.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean the league was originally ra- it's currently ranked as the 6th best league in the world. Um not really a surprise. Uh, PSG's kind of running away with it
0: with points. They sure.
1: 40 points. Uh, and the second closest team behind them is Rennes, if that's how you pronounce it, with 28 points. And then after that, it is Nice or Nesse with 26 and Marcial with 26 as well. So, I mean, PSG kind of has it in the bag. Uh, that's
0: about it. But, uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, PSG, they've been running away with it since before the league even started or since before the season even started. I mean, that's what you can expect when an oil club spends all this money on players and brings in the best
1: players to play in the sixth-best league in the world. Yeah, I mean, they've just been building a a powerhouse team for years, and it's only... I mean, it's supposed to be a matter of time until they actually win the Champions League. Uh, I mean, after all, that's what they are building this team for, and they haven't had anything to show for. But maybe this could be the year. But, I mean, other than that, big news with PSG. Neymar has uh, some ankle ligament tears, so he's going to be out for six weeks. Uh, Kind of a big blow, but, I mean, when you look at the roster on – paper not not really a big blow considering they got guys like Mbappe Di Maria Donnarumma and obviously Messi and now Ramos is in the mix so yeah I if I were them I'd be
0: I'd definitely be more worried about that injury going in compared to just a league play obviously but I still stick with my prediction that PSG will not win the Champions League.
1: Yeah, I mean, i I can agree with you. That, I mean, as far as right now, it doesn't seem like they have a whole lot of swagger when they're playing in Champions League. So, I can agree with that.
0: Let's move on to the Syria.
1: What do we got going there?
0: Well, Napoli's leading with 35 points, followed by Milan at 32, Inter at 31, Atalanta at 28, and Roma at 25, and Juventus
1: not even in the mix. Gosh, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not exactly too sure how it works with the, uh, you know, Europa League and all of that, but. What it looks like, it it doesn't even look like they're gonna be in the Europa League. Uh, I mean, ever since Ronaldo has left the team, like they, they've just kind of plummeted, and it's a shame. Um, they have some, they have some good players on that team, like including Chiesa. But I mean, it's, it's a, becoming it's... a tighter. It's becoming a tighter race, though.
0: Yeah, I just think it's a bunch bunch of wasted talent going to Juventus. The supposed Syria leaders that probably won't be leading for a while again.
1: Yeah, yeah I feel like the whole t- the whole league just uh has just started to catch up to them after like so much time of Juventus just braining the league and taking over, so
0: Yeah, well, we can move on to the Bundesliga.
1: Good old Bundesliga. Um, Yeah, this one's becoming a tighter race. Um, I feel like Bayern has been slacking a little bit. Standards for another team, standards, I mean, they're playing amazing football. But for Bayern, I feel like they're slacking a bit. Uh, I mean, their first place. <clears throat> their first place with uh, 31 points with 30 who just got Erling Holland back from injury and he did score in his first game back. So it's good to see Erling Holland back in the mix. That's definitely going to, you know, pop some more eyes in that Bundesliga race. Um, and Leverkusen followed by Freiburg, who's been, I mean, for me surprising the league. When you got other teams that we're used to seeing up top, like RB Leipzig, which is in eighth place, and uh Borussia Mönchengladbach, which is in eleventh. So Yeah, I I
0: just think it's gonna be it's gonna be Bayern right. Dortmund.
1: And yeah, and I mean fun,
0: a little fun but fact I saying? saw earlier today. Uh yeah. Erling Haaland has scored 50 goals in his last 50 games, and he's. It's just, it just makes you think where they would be if he hadn't gotten injured, if they'd be on top of Bayern
1: or where. Yeah, I mean, no, that's a. I actually did end up seeing that, but. But I'm glad you brought that up because. I mean, in my in my opinion, I feel like Dortmund would be on top of the the table in the Bundesliga if Holland wasn't out. I mean, like Lewandowski, you can pretty much expect him whenever he's playing because he's such. I mean, he's he's very young, but he's such like a a force to reckon with out there, and other teams are starting to like take notice on that i am very
0: excited to see where holland ends up in a year or two
1: whether he stays at dortmund i really don't see him staying there yeah I, I can't really see him finishing out his career in dortmund i mean he's just too he, had, he his future is just too bright in my opinion and if he really wants to you know go down as one of, as one of the greats which he has the chance of doing, uh he's gonna have to move on to a bigger a bigger club.
0: Yeah, I see I see Dortmund as that club that like builds players and then gives them to other teams. And you can see that with like Lewin and Holland, I I see similarities between those two,
1: I think. I don't know. No, I mean, I'd agree. that They're used to just bringing people up from the ground. Like, they got Lewandowski's career started. Um, Obviously, Holland, Jaden Sancho, who's on United. They had a Bumby Yang at one point, and look what he's done for Arsenal. Uh, They have Jude Bellingham. Uh, We can talk more about him later, considering some awards that were given out today. But, I mean, just a—I mean, a bunch of, like, bright players who used to play on that team. Like, they made it to the Champions League a, final a long time ago and ended up losing to Byron. But, I mean, just imagine if they would keep all of those talents. I mean, they'd be a, a huge team to go up against every year. Yeah, um, I agree with that. So, I mean... But with that, we can move on to the La Liga. Right now, as it stands, Real Madrid is leading the league in points. thirty-three, followed by Atletico Madrid with 29, Real Sociedad with 29, and Sevilla with 28, followed by Betis. Okay. Um, I mean... Barcelona has been doing a little bit better with the new manager Xavi. I feel like he's—he definitely brings a little bit more light to the. I mean, not a little bit more. He definitely brings a lot more like excitement to the team for Barça. Uh, he's still—I mean—it looks like he's still trying to like get his way put into the team of that like tiki-taka uh, football that everyone's used to seeing Barça play. So I mean, down the line they can be exciting, but other than that, Madrid. I feel like, yeah, yeah, I definitely
0: think Madrid's gonna end up coming out of that
1: league, but it's definitely gonna be a tight race at the end. Yeah, it usually seems to tighten up towards the end with the La Liga every year. Um, but I mean, I would have to say Madrid's gonna run away with it considering you got guys like Benzema and Vinicius Jr. who are just, I mean, as of right now, they're probably like the deadliest duo in the world for European football. Um, they've both been putting up insane numbers as of late and it doesn't look like they're gonna stop anytime soon, so.
0: So we can move on to the Premier League now. Is that okay now? Oh yeah. Perfect. Okay, so Chelsea's still up top at 30 points with Man City at 29, Liverpool at 28 and West Ham and Arsenal tied at 23. I'm getting a little nervous being a Chelsea fan. I mean, we're yeah. doing we're doing great, but Man City and Liverpool are a very tight race between those three all season.
1: Well, cool. for someone who whose favorite team is not in the Premier League, I can tell you this is very exciting to watch. <laughs> um oh gosh. I can see why you're nervous, but I mean, I see Chelsea as a I mean, a strong team. If I, I mean, if I had to choose a team, I wouldn't want to play in the Premier League. I wouldn't really know who to choose from. Uh, probably just Chelsea, just because they're defending champions of Europe. But like, thoughts you getting for like the the league race and everything?
0: What was that? It broke off for a second.
1: No, um. Yeah, like, what are some other thoughts that come to mind with, like, the league race and everything and, like, how you think teams are doing? Well,
0: I just feel like Chelsea, Man City, and Liverpool have been dominating, but I'm just excited to see who ends up in fourth place, because West Ham have been pretty close the past couple years, but Arsenal have been picking it up, and they're... They're coming full force for that last Champions League spot. Yeah, I'd like to see, I'd like to see West Ham make it. I think they'd be uh, under in the Champions League. That I feel like people would cheer for
1: just because they're West Ham. No, I mean I I'd agree. I feel like. In my opinion, as of now, unless something, unless there's like a huge outbreak with one of the teams below West Ham and Arsenal, um, I see the top three: Chelsea, Man City, and Liverpool, kind of already solidifying their spot. Even though it's so close for the three, I don't know who's gonna finish between like first, second, and third between them. But I can, I mean, if I had to put something down on it, I'd say there, those three teams are definitely going to be playing in European football next year. I mean, as of who's going to get that last spot in the Champions League for next year, I'd, I'd love to see West Ham make it. Um, and I'm sure all the bubble blowers would love to see it as well. But I feel like Arsenal, as of right now, is going to get it. Uh, just because they have such a young squad that has so much energy and they have just tearing it up lately. They just—I oh, yeah. mean—they just crushed Newcastle for nothing. I mean, Newcastle's—I mean, granted, they're bottom of the table and haven't won a game, but still, they—I mean—that just adds fuel to the fire for them.
0: All right. Do you do you want to move our next topic?
1: Well, there are a few a few more things I'd like to. Uh, talk about with the Premier League. Uh, One of them, not a surprise, would be the Tottenham Hotspurs just not being able to do anything under the new management. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I forgot how long ago it was, but there was – or they lost to just some nobody team – like 2 to 1 or something. Yeah, and in the I, Europa League I think it was. Yeah, I I just I just saw that score and I laughed because I mean <laughs> you lose to a team that I personally don't know one player on. It's like I mean I I have nothing against the Spurs but
1: they, it's just embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we say it all the time, but they go from, like, their huge run to the Champions League final not too long ago, and then they're just, they, I mean, they just end up like this, uh, going through all these coaches, and now they have Conte in, as their new coach, and he recently called out the Tottenham squad and was saying, like, you know, I I found the problem that it's just that this team. I mean, he pretty much said that this team pretty much just doesn't have the compete level or will to win games like they're expected to. I mean, it's Tottenham like they just got a brand new stadium, top of the notch, pretty much everything, and they're performing very poorly under the standards of the league and for themselves.
0: another team that i think we can all we all expected to sack their manager was united it's about time that he's out of there
1: yeah i mean everyone enjoyed the ole at the wheel while it lasted but man was it time to <laughs> let go of that wheel and move on for man united i was just because of the, like, the reputation of Manchester United, I was hoping they were going to do it a long time ago. But I feel like it took them way too long and they could have avoided being this low on the table. But, I mean, the good thing that comes out of this is <clears throat> they, they're they bringing in the godfather of German football for coaching, uh Ragnick. Um, if anyone who's not familiar with him, you can—I mean, you can look him up and do all your research. If not, but he's pretty much the the godfather of German football and revolutionizing the the quick and aggressive counterattack that coaches like Jurgen Klopp or Thomas Tuchel for Chelsea and Julian Nagelsmann for Bayern have all adapted and found a lot of success with so i'm excited to see how he puts this into manchester united who has i mean a great team on paper it's just that they haven't had any spark to get them going and i feel like this could help them a lot and i mean i'd like to see him make a race for the that last spot in champions league football too considering the players they got on the team yeah i
0: agree with you i mean One of the moves he did against Chelsea was benching Ronaldo. I don't know if you saw that or not or if you watched that, but, I mean, they
1: tied tied one-to-one, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really agree with Carrick and him doing that, but. It is what it is. What are you gonna do? I didn't seem too disappointed with that, but I wouldn't exactly get comfortable with seeing him on the bench.
0: So Is there any is there anything else you wanna bring up in the Premier League?
1: Hmm. Looking at it nothing nothing really uh I mean, Newcastle gets a win, but who knows? So, you want to move on then to another topic? Yeah, we can move on. Okay. What are you thinking now? You want to talk a little on the Champions League football? Yeah,
0: let's talk about Champions League, seeing that there's one game left until we figure out All the teams in the 16. All
1: right. Well, I can get us started. Um, Group A, we currently have Man City on top, followed by PSG. And then you have Leipzig, Rouge. Man City and PSG have already have the sealed. For the following round. Uh, not a surprise. I mean. See more out of PSG. But they still could be. Finding their rhythm so. Group B. Liverpool. Right through. And then we have Porto. With five points. Milan with four. And Atletico with four so. I, I think it's going to be a tight one. Maybe. If I had to go with a team would be Milan just because they seem like they have more of a hot streak compared to the other two teams, but what are you thinking there?
0: Yeah I I'd, I'd say either Porto or um, yeah, Porto or Milan. I mean at- Atletico they should be doing a lot they should have a lot more than four points. I mean it's not it's I'd say it's one of the tougher groups you know, no. at all for Good teams, but they have a. Athletico has a great team, and the fact that they have four points, I just, I personally hope they not. They're not deserving of that one of those spots.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd agree that. I mean, they have Griezmann back too, so I mean, you'd like to see some more out of him, but uh, in the group C. Ajax is through, they've been through for a while, led by Sebastian Haller, who I believe is actually leading the Champions League in goals right now, which is pretty impressive. Or he may be tied with Lewandowski, I think at 11. But And then in second place, Sporting, followed by Dortmund and Basikas. Uh, I think it's. I think Sporting's gonna make it through. I, I don't know if Dortmund can still make it through unless they just <laughs> find a way to score a whole bunch of goals and do yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. They. I don't think they'll make it.
0: But Ajax, The fact. That they won every game they played. Like. I, I've I watched them in the Champions League last year and I didn't think they were that they were that good, but seeing how great they're doing this year, I think they're an underdog. I think they can go far.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. I mean their coach, I mean I don't have the name off name of him off the top of my head, but he was saying that, you know, they love having that underdog mentality coming for all the big clubs, so for all you big clubs, uh, I'd watch out. But so in group, group D, you can take away group D. I'll let you take that one. So group D has
0: Real Madrid at top with twelve and enter with ten. So they both make it through. And I think we can we all knew at the Beginning that sheriff and Shakhtar Donetsk weren't gonna make it, but
1: yeah, sheriff sheriff did uh, have a few exciting games. but in the end, the two clubs that were expected to advance are gonna end up doing that. So, gonna move on with Group E. Now this this for me. Not only am the Byron fan, but I feel like this is a very exciting group to watch with a uh, Bayern's already through. But then Barcelona, Benfica, and Dynamo Kiev. Um in that order. I mean, Byron has to Barcelona has to face Bayern in the next game. And Benfica faces Dynamo Kiev. Uh, Benfica, if they... I mean, they missed a huge sitter in the dying minutes of their last game against Barcelona. That would have advanced them through, but it ended up in a draw. Um, They're kind of just... You can imagine they're feeling pretty good about this upcoming game, considering that Barcelona, I, I believe, have to beat Bayern. And... With recent events, uh, I can imagine that someone on Bayern won't be happy with Barcelona. So Ooh. <laughs> Oh, and our special guest is joined.
0: Are <laughs> right, the random the random follow chosen randomly. Would you like to introduce yourself random? <laughs> Talk random.
2: (laughs) Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ryan. I was chosen randomly to come on this podcast. And I am extremely honored. I'd like to give a shout out to Nathan. (laughs) And I'll give a shout out to... Lori Makowski. Oh, interesting. <laughs>
1: well, those sound like two very nice people. Very
2: nice people. Very nice people.
1: Yeah. Well, Ryan, it's uh, great to have you on. Yeah, it's good to be here. That's good. Um, We were just talking about Champions League football and how Group E with Bayern, Barcelona, Benfica, and Dynamo Kiev, in my opinion, is going to be a- – the the most exciting and final match day considering that Barcelona possibly won't be able to advance.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can agree with you there. Barcelona, they lost Messi. So, I mean, they're just on a decline right now. You can't do anything about it. Yeah, I'd agree. But, I mean, Justin, what are your thoughts on this group? What do you think
1: is going to be the outcome? Well, I just went back to
0: see the results from Bayern and Barcelona, part one, and Bayern beat them 3-0. So, I mean, personally, I'm hoping Barcelona doesn't make or don't make it. But, yeah, and I don't...
1: I think it's yeah. going to be Bayern and Benfica. <laughs> I'd have to agree with you there, unless something absolutely insane happens. I don't, I don't see uh, Barcelona moving on. And for all the people out there who said that, he's going to crush Bayern because they have Xavi. Just, I don't even know what to say to that. You got to tell them,
2: keep your mouth shut. That's all you got to say.
1: That's all you got to say. And Ryan, thank you for saying that for me. Yes, yes, no problem. But Group F, um, Man United advanced, and I mean, followed by Villarreal with seven points, at Atalanta with six, and then Young Boys with four. So, like I said, Man United has already advanced. On Villarreal, I think is going to end up making it through. What are you guys' thoughts? <laughs> Yeah, I have to agree with you on
0: that. I mean, Man United are already through, but it's between Villarreal and Atalanta. I think I mean, I'd be fine with either. I'm going through. I have no favorites, but I think Villarreal will make it.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm going to go Man United. They got a couple points on them. Um... They're up one win. I mean, we all know young boys in Atlanta, they're just not going to make it. I mean, they just won't. That's obvious. It'll be close, but my money's on Man United.
1: Well, Man, man United made it through.
2: <laughs> well, that's a little embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to agree with you on that one. I was just clarifying. Okay.
1: All right. That. Well, that, I mean, that works. Thank you for clarifying, but um. So we can move group, on to group, group G has lost
0: with eight points, Salzburg with seven, Sevilla with six, and Wolfsburg with five. Eight, seven, six,
1: five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love how you pointed that out too. Um. Yeah, I'm just gonna go with how you said it lost and Salzburg moving on. It's kinda of disappointing that would have do more. I mean, I know they got a pretty good team, but they just struggled in the Champions League. So maybe they'll bounce back if they can make it into Champions League competition next year, but it doesn't look like it. What are you thinking?
2: What are you thinking? Random caller. I can I can agree with you there. I mean Salzburg, they got like a bowl on steroids as their logo, and I just don't see I just don't see them making it completely. So I I will agree with you on that one. Well,
1: I I had I said I had Salzburg moving on.
2: I said disagree. I think it cut out this. Oh, okay. Oh, that's fine. So you have Sevilla moving on then. Yes, I do.
1: All right. That's fair enough. Well, we can move on to Group H. Um, there's much to talk about with this group. Uh, Chelsea. <laughs> I think, I think and we all know this. Yeah, my money's on Chelsea and Juventus.
0: <clears throat> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I... Yeah, if I had to place my house on those two teams advancing, uh, I'd do that because they've already advanced. So
2: <laughs>
1: but that pretty much does it with the Champions League football. So now we can move on to topics to talk about today. The twenty twenty two FIFA World Cup Playoffs. Now, it's so exciting.
0: It's co- it's coming up so. F-
1: oh, I know. and uh, what what are some initial thoughts when you saw this format released, Justin? Well, I knew Portugal had to go through
0: the. Qualification playoff, but I wasn't aware Italy had to go through that too. But so until you told me, and the fact that FIFA uh, is them playing each other, and only one of only one of either Italy or Portugal go through to the World Cup teams. <laughs> are in it, like, every year. I mean, I've been thinking about both of these teams and who I want to win, and I've come to the conclusion that I... Whoever wins, wins, and I am not going to pick a favorite because I am a Ronaldo fan and Italy is one of my teams. So...
1: I'm torn between these two. Yeah, my... Uh, I I can agree with you. Here. When I saw that Portugal and Italy were in the same path as FIFA would call it, uh, path C to be specific, but I mean, for me, I, I, I'd have to say I'd want Portugal to go through just because this could potentially be Ronaldo's last World Cup. Um, and, and I, I don't know, but I'd love to watch Ronaldo in a World Cup because I feel like he always has these great moments on the big stages. So, Ryan, what are your thoughts
2: on this, uh, the playoff format? I mean, I like it. I mean, it, it, it adds some more intense type of stuff into it right it's when intense. you go into it right at the beginning. And you just don't get that anymore. So, this this adds a lot more craziness around the FIFA World Cup this year. My money's on Italy. But, yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I like it. Well, let's let's go through the, the playoff
1: format right now. Um, and let's remember, like, there's three paths for teams to – and the winner of each path will advance to the World Cup. So, I mean – the path or path A involves Scotland versus Ukraine playing one another and then Wales versus Austria. Um, do, we, do we have any predictions on what team's going to come out of path A on top?
0: I'd say either – actually, I'd say Wales. I mean, I don't, I don't really know much about any of those teams. I'm just.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I'd, I'd say Wales. Uh, I feel like it just depends. I mean, Scott. I feel like Scotland and Ukraine could be a pretty exciting game, just because Scotland's kind of a. I mean, Scotland and Ukraine both have like that tough team mentality. Um. But I mean, I I feel like Wales is expected to make it through. Hope I mean, considering that. Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey are healthy. So, what are you thinking, Ryan?
2: Um, I'm going to just say right now, I'm going to go Ukraine to begin with. Okay. I think you just got to play feisty. You just got to get in there. So, I'm going Ukraine. I think they're going to come in strong. They're going to come in fighting. And then I'm going to go Austria, too, okay? I'm going to disagree with you guys on Wales. I think Wales is what everyone's thinking, really, but – Austria is going to come up on top, and I think – I don't even think it will be close. I think Austria will win by at least two goals. Okay. Now, who do you have winning that path between
1: Ukraine and Austria in the final for
2: path A? It's going to be Ukraine. Ukraine will blow out Austria. Okay. All right.
1: Well, we can move on the path B. Um, now, I noticed one of the teams in this path was uh, – poland and i'm a i'm a very uh a polish type of guy and one of my favorite players uh robert lewandowski is with poland and i mean i i would love to be able to watch him in the world cup so I mean i'm hoping that poland's able to make it out of this group but i think it really just depends on if lewandowski is gonna be able to do enough to help that polish squad
0: What are the other three teams in the group?
1: So for the first semifinal, it's Poland versus Russia. Um, And then in the other semifinal in Path B, which is the same group or path as Poland and Russia is Sweden versus Czech Republic. I mean, Sweden can be a tough team to play against. Uh, I know Poland did beat them in the Euros. Thanks to Robert Lewandowski. I mean, what's new with that Polish team? I feel like he's always just scoring for them. So, I mean, I I think it's going to be Poland. And and then I I feel like it's going to be a very close game. But, I mean, I'm kind of being a little biased in here. And I'm going to say Poland just because I'm hoping they do advance. Uh, What are your thoughts on this one, Ryan?
2: I'll tell you right now. I'm telling you, Sweden's going to lose this game. They're going to come in strong in the pregame, and then they're going to come into the real game, and they're going to start choking. I don't think – I think they're expecting an easy win out of this one. Republic will come up on top, and they will face Poland. And the winner of that game will be Poland, only because they won't be as beat up. So, yeah, I'm going to go Poland. I
1: mean, I, I would hope to see Czech Republic place play against Poland in that final for Path B. That make me feel a lot more comfortable. A lot of anxieties with this uh, FIFA World Club- Cup. A lot of oh, yeah. teams I don't want to see knockout. So, yeah, for sure. Justin, what are you thinking here?
0: Well, Poland teams. So seeing that they have to play Russia and then most likely Sweden, it's not looking good. I mean, I don't know. I think Poland versus Russia is going to be a tough game. and If they can get past Russia, I mean, personally, I don't know if they'll be able to beat Sweden right after that. And then whoever they have to play next. It's just a tough path for Poland, and I hope they go through, but the chances of it happening are pretty slim, I feel like.
1: Okay. So you have Poland making it through the path then?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: And then probably the most exciting uh, path Listed by FIFA um, is path C. It has Italy versus North Macedonia in the first semifinal game. And then for our second semifinal, it is versus Turkey. Now, I mean something I have to bring up here. I and that leaves a little like a little uh uneasiness with my with my stomach, uh, is that I'm not trying to be that guy, but Portugal... Well, first of all, Italy... I don't know how Italy is even in the these playoffs. I, I feel like... I don't know how the rankings and everything works with teams advancing, but I, I personally feel like they don't deserve to be in this playoff format at all, just considering them being Italy and how strong of a national team they've been lately. And then Portugal, they like technically shouldn't even be in this position because they had a goal that was obviously a goal that was disallowed and caused them to be put in this situation. Whereas they would have advanced if the goal would have, would have been reviewed or any of that stuff. But I mean, as you said, a lot of, uh, a lot of difficulties in choosing who's going to come out of this path and I, I really, I feel like I'm just going to have to close my eyes and hope that Portugal do end up coming out of this. Yeah, so,
0: I mean, definitely versus Portugal, but seeing how successful Italy was in the Euros and that they didn't lose one game, they won every game, like, I don't know how they're fighting for a spot in the World Cup when they should be favorites to win it. And Portugal, like you said, that goal really that goal cost them the game and would put them through if it wasn't for that.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, just a lot of... As Ryan would say, a lot of craziness going on in Path C. But, I mean, let's hear Ryan's opinion, our special guest.
2: Yeah, I mean, Path C, it's it's going to be crazy. I mean, you got hmm. – what, what's the craziest thing in pregnancy? The C-section, right? This is the craziest thing right now in FIFA, in the World Cup. So – Italy's either gonna win both these games or they're gonna lose the first one. They're not gonna win the first game and then lose the second one. That's how it's gonna be. I'm saying they lose the first one. I, I think they get out early in this one. Portugal and Turkey. Turkey, we just had Thanksgiving not too long ago. It's 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 fun to eat, but they're not good at soccer. So I'm going Portugal in this one. I think Portugal wins against North Macedonia too. So that, that's my, that's my predictions. Okay. I mean,
1: you're just like spicing up the conversation, really. That's the best I can do. I'd expect, I mean, I didn't really know what to expect from our special guest, but if this is it, then <laughs> definitely going to bring a lot of attention.
0: <laughs>
1: so perhaps some Perhaps some quotes have to be uh, quoted and thrown into our newest t- Twitter account. Uh, Lassa, you can follow us yeah. at World's Passion one So we'll be uh, dropping all of our stuff in here. So it should be interesting.
2: I'll tell you this. I'm already following you guys, but I'm going to unfollow and then follow you again. Okay. So
1: Yeah, but I mean, other than that, anything you would want to discuss on this topic before we move on to our final topic.
0: I think that's it for this topic. Okay. Going.
1: All right, so what do we what do we want to move on to now here, Justin?
0: Hmm. Do you want to move on to the Ballon d'Or and the awards that were given out during that?
1: Yeah, yeah. We can go to that. We can go through the whole gala and everything that happened. So,
0: so first of all, let me just get started and say that Chelsea got. Oh best team in the world, which is, I think,
1: not a surprise.
0: Not a surprise at all.
1: I have to agree with you there. I, I feel like Chelsea definitely deserved it, considering both of their men's and women's clubs played very, uh, how, how do you say it, very exciting football this past year considering everything going on so I mean it's a very well earned it, it's very well earned what what more can you say
0: oh yeah I agree with you there well, and let's, let's move on to the next award
1: striker of the year I think strike, we all know who won that yeah so I mean I was actually watching these awards, and I didn't know there was going to be two new awards given out, which included Striker of the Year and the Team of the Year. So, I mean, obviously, Chelsea, won Team of the Year, and Striker of the Year, I mean, obviously was going to go to Lewandowski, uh, considering he was pretty much one of the only strikers in the running but uh, I mean another thing though is the golden boy, uh as we talked about in our first podcast, Justin, Pedri came out on top. I, I mean Pedri
0: deserved it, but I still would have liked to see Jude Bellingham
1: win it over him. Yeah, I mean I, I feel like both are very well deserving of it. I feel like at the end of the day, uh, I I just had Pedri winning it just because of his contributions to the national team with Spain. So I feel like that's pretty much the reason why he was able to come out with that Golden Boy award. So, um, um I think the next we can get on to. The goalkeeper award. This, uh what are your thoughts on this, Justin, as a Chelsea fan? Well, the Yashin award, as they'd call it.
0: Well, I saw that Mandy got second place, which I would have liked to see him get first. But seeing Donnarumma, how great he's been playing, and how Euros, I think. I think he deserved first place. I th- I thought he was the best goalkeeper.
1: Yeah, I mean, I- I'd agree. I, I was kind of hoping Mendy would end up getting this award just because of the year he had like on a personal level, level and with his team. But, I mean, I, I feel like Donnarumma kind of ran away with it in the Euros, and I feel like it was a well-deserved award but that no credit should be taken away from mendy and the great season he had and I mean he's on he's displaying a, a pretty solid season as of right now too
2: uh, oh, Brian, yeah. what
1: are your, what are your thoughts on this topic
2: yeah I mean I I as I listen to you guys I honestly completely just agreed with you I mean there there wasn't one thing that you guys said that I was like Man, they they stupid. So yeah, I, I completely agree with you guys on this. Okay. Um
1: now what else would you want to move on to, Justin?
0: Um now that they are now.
1: I I would actually. That that'd be a great topic to discuss. Would you like to get started,
0: or would you like me to? I think it's best if you get us started. Sounds good. So, first of all, I think we all knew Messi was going to win, seeing that it's a popularity award, and seeing that, what, even, like, years and years ago, we probably could have guessed that he was going to win it. But... I would have liked to see Lewandowski win this because he deserved it more. I would like to read some of the stats that were shown about these two players. So, right. let's start with Zero. Messi. Messi had in 2021, Messi had 41 goals, 17 assists. And he won two trophies, the Copa America and whatever the Copa del Rey is. And let me first say that the Copa America, that... He bet he, if he... Oh my God, he better have won that. He played... I forgot who he played in the first round, but some nobody team. And then he played Colombia and then Brazil. That's such an easy path. It's pretty much just... Argentina versus Brazil. So I totally think that trophy means nothing. I mean, I'm sure it did to him, but I don't think they should have taken that Mickey Mouse trophy into the consideration. And having forty only 41 goals compared to Lewandowski's 64, I mean, Messi had seven more assists, than Lewandowski by seeing that he's a midfielder or plays on the wing he should have more assists but Lewandowski won the league trophy Messi didn't he couldn't get Bar- he couldn't get barcelona and their stamp and all their money he couldn't with all that he couldn't win the league trophy Lewandowski won the club world cup and the super the Super Cup, which that's as many trophies as Messi won. So again, I don't see how Lee Wendowski ain't getting it over him.
1: Yeah. Um I think the club World Cup and Super Cup are the same trophy. Is the same trophy, but I I, I could be wrong, but I mean, yeah, he I mean he at least won one trophy. So
0: yeah, and I read somewhere that I what I'm reading on right now, it's saying that it's it's saying contradicting it themselves. Like they're saying, Oh, okay, Lewandowski had more goals. Well it well, you have to take trophies into account. <laughs> Sitting in third place, Jorginho with a Euro win, a Champions League win, and a Super Cup win, that's more trophies. I mean, those all three of those are more impressive than the
1: Copa America. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like it just reiterates your point with, like, the that's, like, if Jorginho was perhaps playing on a team like Barcelona and had a or was in a position like Lewandowski is a striker and not his, like, you know... You don't really see a, a guy in Jorginho's position on the pitch as, like, something that, like, you idolize and want to, you know, play as, right? You want to be that guy who's scoring all the goals like Lewandowski or dribbling through the team like Messi. Yeah,
0: and, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of Jorginho, seeing that he's on Chelsea and all, but, I mean, I don't think he should have won it he should he should definitely been in the top three but you can't just take goals and assists and trophies into account you have to take like how they played and how valuable they are to their team and the in italy or chelsea they would not have won any of those trophies if he wasn't on the team didn't he only had nine goals and three assists in twenty twenty one? But he controlled the whole midfield.
1: Yeah, I mean, as as captain, is I mean, people look up to him on two different teams to mention. It's it's hard enough for people to captain one team. I mean, now these other two guys were pro- were captains of at least one of their teams for either club or country too. But I mean. Jorginho to be captain of both of those teams and keep those guys on win two championships for two different teams in two completely different settings is I mean when you really look in into it it's 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 really impressive like if you put that on say someone like I mean Messi I mean I feel like we're picking on Messi but like if you put Messi in Jorginho's shoes there wouldn't be any whatsoever. at all like it, it'd be said and done but I mean said, I feel like it's just uh, like you said turning it pretty vote, vote rather than people who actually deserve it but anything else you'd want to add
0: uh, I mean that's about it
1: alright well Ryan what was your what's your thoughts on all of this stuff First off, speaker. we'll take it, too.
2: I do want to say Messi's the GOAT. I mean, that's just facts. Second off, when Messi won it and then said that Louis deserved it over him, I mean, oh, my God. Messi well, just – Well, he he, he said
1: – I'm just going to stop. He said he, uh, Louis and uh deserved it for the year of 2020. Like, there was no ifs, ands, or buts that he deserved, and everyone knew it. So, I mean, I, I feel like he was giving credit where it was due, but sorry to interrupt
2: you. I just had to. No, no, no. I I love the feedback. Yeah, but when when Messi says that, I mean, oh, my God, he, he just owns him. I think it's, it's – I agree with Justin. You can't just look at stats. It's not all about stats. It's not all about rings. It's not all about any of that. You have to actually watch the games – to, to even even argue that someone is better than someone else, you have to see what they're doing in the games. Even if they're not putting up stats, even if they're not scoring, they're they're giving passes to players that give assists or something like that. You have to watch the game. You have to know what you're talking about. And so I agree with Justin on that one. I think you guys obviously agree. No, you guys obviously agree with each other. You think it was Louis. And I think it was messy. I'll be honest with you. All but right. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. You guys say a popularity vote, which I understand. That's an argument for every sport right now. It's whoever's the most popular. Yeah, that, that's just going to be the argument for whenever they win. So I do have to disagree with you guys on this. I'm going to go messy, but – Louis is a solid player too, so I'll give the respect.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean I'm not gonna it's not like we're gonna do anything bad for you for saying that. We appreciate the honest opinion of you. Um I mean, was there anything like particular that like made you think uh Messi really deserved it? Like what what really like opened your eyes throughout the twenty twenty one season that was like, Wow, this is you know, this
2: is why he deserves it. <clears throat> I'll tell you this. Messi when he plays, you guys can say he's got a stack team. You guys can say that. But when you take him off of that team, then everybody just forgets about that team. So when you put him on that team, he he, he is he's amazing. But when you take him off Barca, then everybody's saying like, "Oh yeah, Barca's just gonna lose now. Everything's bad." But when he was back on Barca, it was he has a stacked team. He every everyone around him is amazing. He has so much help. How is he not winning? So I think it's I think it's more of the fans that that just want to say say what they want to hear, pretty much. But I do want to say, Messi, he's just, he's so skilled. He's so talented. I mean, for being the league, for being in many leagues this long, I mean, it takes talent, it takes it takes heart, and he just has it. He's skilled. He's 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 amazing.
1: Well, I'd have to very passionate and touching speech. I uh, think I heard Justin shed a shed a tear. I heard it too.
0: I did. I shed a few <laughs> tears.
1: Well, um. Yeah, I mean, I can't really disagree with you there with Messi just kind of being from outer space and with everything he does for a team and how he's just obviously going to go down as, I mean, possibly the greatest of all time with the seventh Ballon d'Or. Or, or, I mean, who knows, but we're never going to see another player in our generation like Messi. So...
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, is a great player. You saw, I mean, he left Barcelona and they're not even in the contention for the Europa League now. But another thing I want to add is Bayern without Lewandowski, you saw what happened in the Champions League last year. They, what, didn't they miss the 16?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, that's something people don't really look at with uh, them playing PSG. They had so many scoring chances and pretty much dominated, but they just were missing their. They were just missing Lewandowski up top. I mean, they had Chupo moting, but he he wasn't brought on the team to be Robert Lewandowski. He was brought on that team to just you know give him rest when needed. And I mean, Grant, he's a really good. I mean, I think he I think he's a great like, backup striker to Lewandowski. Like, he's scoring a good amount of goals, too. But I feel that if Bayern had Lewandowski, they would have – I wouldn't say crushed PSG last year, but they definitely would have advanced in a in a solid kind of, like, dominant style. But – and who knows, maybe possibly defend their title. <clears throat> but, I mean, we can only – ask those questions for the rest of eternity.
0: Yep. Is there anything else either of you would like to talk about?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I'd like to give my take on this whole, uh, Ballon Uh, I was, well, I guess if you can sit back and get comfortable, but, Maybe even put some popcorn in the microwave.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> I'm, as a Lewandowski fan and someone who just is a Byron fan, grew up supporting Byron my whole life and just seeing what happens and uh, just paying attention to Lewandowski throughout his whole career, even when he was on Dortmund. Uh When he uh, when I mean, in my gut, I I felt like I knew he wasn't gonna win the Ballon d'Or just because you know Messi's Messi, um, and I'm not, and anything I, I say, I'm I'm not I'm never trying to take anything away from Messi because obviously he's a great player, and I mean overall he's a better player than Lewandowski. I just feel like in the time being of the past year and and this year, um. He's definitely made very solid cases for why he should have won the Bollandors both year last year, all the trophies he won. And putting up a solid stats wise had an even better year. It's just he wasn't able to grasp as many trophies as he did last year. So I mean, that's probably the reason that people will bring up for why he didn't win it. Um and I mean that they're both very de- Messi and Lewandowski are both very deserving of the award. So it could have went to either one. I mean, my, my main disappointment was just with France football. Uh, I felt like as a fan who just really wants to see the best for Lewandowski, considering everything he puts in to his career and for everyone in around the world to see, I feel like France football, uh, once again, robbed him of the Ballon d'Or just for their own wellbeing. Um, I just I just feel like with them like how they did a selection of international journalists or and I mean some national team coaches and captains here and there but mainly just off of a bunch of journalists deciding it I feel like it's just the popularity vote and as much as I hate to say it, Ballon d'Or being the Ballon d'Or I feel like it's kind of turning into let's you know give the most votes towards the player who's going to promote us as in France football the most and bring us the most like income and whatnot. I mean, granted, like these players still have to deserve it, but I feel like if it's going to be as close as Messi and Lewandowski, they'll give the upper hand to a player like Messi just because his name's Messi and he can produce more for France football and whatever you want to, you know, put that towards. But um, I mean, going into this, uh, you know, a while ago, Lewandowski said, I mean, he quoted saying, I think I can win the Ballon d'Or as long as no politics are involved. So, I mean, I mean, even as a player, you have to like understand that there could be the politics and especially as like as high of a stage as these two went into, um, it's, it's just kind of, like, sad to see, considering how much Lewandowski's worked towards it. And, I mean, Grant Messi did a whole lot, too. So, it just goes back to, like, that both players are very deserving of the award. Um, but another thing is, like, France, I mean, well, before I get more into France, but I mean, I felt like Lewandowski was just the most consistent player this year, without a doubt, like, yeah, Messi made the, the run for the Ballon d'Or in the second half, but, like, I feel like it should be based more – like, it's the Ballon d'Or of 2021, which is a whole year, like, 365 days, not the Ballon d'Or of, you know, the second half of 2021. Like, Lewandowski was consistent with his play and everything, even playing less games than Messi because of injury. um, And when Messi finally, you know, did the Copa America, I felt like, uh, excuse me, as a fan, he would, you know, that kind of just rid it off. And France football just kind of signed off and said, "Oh, he won this. This is our reason. Like, he, he could get injured now, you know, forbid that he gets injured or not play a single game the rest of the year. And he'd automatically be given the award just because of that. But, I mean... When France football made up the the striker of the year award and the, the club of the year award, I felt like it was just an insult towards Lewandowski, in my opinion, just because they knew they messed up by not giving him the Ballon d'Or last year in 2020, and this was kind of like a consolation award. Um, <laughs> I know it might – I don't know if anyone caught it, but I saw a few things on Twitter that said, like, the trophy – the Striker of the Year award looked like a golden toilet. Um, (laughs) I don't really know if there was any intention there, but I mean, I feel like France football just wants Messi to go down as the goat in their own history. And after all, they have the decision of the Ballon d'Or and with Messi having seven, he's got a huge debate on why he can go down as one of the greatest in history. And it's kind of at France football's own work. Uh, <clears throat> but I mean, at this pace, I don't think the Ballon d'Or, I mean, I feel like the Ballon d'Or will still have its reputation as, you know, going to the greatest player of that year. But I feel like for people like myself, um, that it's turning more into a popularity vote and that down the line, as years go on, it's just going to mean, it's just going to mean like less and less to someone out there just because of things like this. And that's this is why, like, I was hoping players who actually deserve it. So, like, in the year, I think it was 2018, I mean, Virgil van Dyke completely deserved that award and was robbed. Um, <clears throat> and you can say that for other players down the line when Lionel Messi and Robert Lewandowski won the Ballon d'Or that year. But, I mean... I, I feel like, I mean, I got nothing against Messi, but if you want to, like, talk about, like, showing up in, in big moments and everything, like, in the Copa America, I mean, first of all, I wouldn't compare the Copa America anything like the Euros. Like, yeah, it's a tough, you know, it's physical to play in, but when you have to go through teams like Bolivia and Ecuador and... Like Colombia, like nothing against those countries. Like they can't control how good they are or whatnot. But when you're t- playing teams like Brazil and Argentina, who are just stacked and known to and expected to win it every year, like I mean, it's just kind of. I mean, nothing there for me. I mean, I mean, Messi. Had, he led the tournament in goals and assists. Well, if you look at all of those. He pretty much stat-padded his goals and assists against countries like Bolivia and Ecuador and then ended up ghosting, so, like, not doing anything against countries like Brazil and Uruguay, which is, like, where the game would matter. You think that's where a big player like Messi would have showed out. I mean, yeah, if he scored hat-tricks or got his hat-trick of assists against those teams and, like, put that more towards the reason why he should win, but... I mean, my whole point here is that he's just expected to, I mean, Argentina and Brazil are just one of the two teams. I mean, two of the teams expected to win it. Um, Barcelona finished third in the league and he didn't have any in the four games played against Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid during the season. He didn't have any goals, which is kind of shocking, but since it didn't happen, nobody's going to bring it up, but I will. Um, and Barça was also knocked out of the, the round of sixteen and Messi only scored one goal in that campaign of the Champions League. And I don't know. It's just kinda of disappointing to see like that like a player like Lewandowski who in my opinion truly deserves it and had so many icons of football saying that he deserved it just because it, if it comes down to like who the truly and who the truly better player was of that year and more consistent, it was uh, Lewandowski, in my opinion, just because I personally watched him for so long and saw how he's worked so hard and just completely upped his game the past two years. And, I mean, not trying to take anything away from Messi. Like, he obviously had a great year, but I feel like he got to give it to Lewandowski. Just by how he's playing, like he he deserves one, and I felt like it was just a complete robbery, and friend not give him an award, like the least you could do is is give him the award that you never gave him in 2020 when even Messi did. So, I'm hoping he comes out of this for Lewandowski just so he gets credit where credit's due. But overall, not too happy with the results today, but. Messi definitely is deserving, so and I congratulate Messi. So, but that's all I got with that.
0: I'm I'm on my third bag of popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh.
1: I'll have to chug some water after that in my voice.
0: <laughs> okay, well is it else either of you would like
1: to talk about? <clears throat> no, nope, just uh I mean other than that, like like congrats to Messi. on winning the ball in door like seventh his seventh ball in door, uh the most ever won by a player see and it's pretty cool that we're witnessing all of this Uh that we can't take that we shouldn't take it for granted but I'm just excited uh, for the World Cup playoffs a little nervous but looking for this year and Champions League football and just seeing all of these that we talked about unfold so
0: alright well that's about it for this week. Go On Twitter, and we'll see you next week. Thanks. And
1: Yeah, thank you, Ryan, for being a special guest for
2: us today. Thank <laughs> you, who's thank ran- you. And I just want to say, Tottenham Hotspurs are just complete garbage. That's all I wanted to say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right.